win any abortion debate with this argument. Mr. Reagan. All right, so we've got the big Supreme Court ruling, which has driven leftists out of their minds. So extreme that women and girls were forced to bear their rapist child. Children who get pregnant, they can be forced to bear their rapist's child. Six extremists on the Supreme Court want the government to enforce their religious beliefs. The goal was to overturn Roe v. Wade, specifically to control women. What the Supreme Court just did was that they chose to endanger the lives of all women and all birthing people in this country. The current Supreme Court harbors the most corrupted Supreme Court justice in history who infamously ruled on a case involving his wife's attempt to encourage people to commit election fraud. Three Supreme Court justices lied under oath. At a basic level, if you want rights in this country under this conservative Supreme Court, you better be a cis-hetero white man or an Uzi. The only actual solution, it might sound hard, it might sound radical, the only actual solution is to expand the court with people who believe in secular government. This decision was intended to throw scalding acid into the face of people who feel strongly about abortion rights. It was intended to shock. What this was did this morning, I think, pushed our beloved bleeding country in the direction of almost civil war. This is government-mandated pregnancy. You got, a, you got a gay kid that's married? They're coming after your kid next. We may, in fact, be celebrating the, the, the last gay pride month. Heads are exploding all over the place. You are almost for sure going to run into somebody in the near future who will want to debate the abortion issue with you. So, how do you win any abortion debate with any crazy radical leftist? Now, before I give you guys my bulletproof argument against abortion, I would like to explain a little bit about why this argument is so effective. First of all, we've got to look at the abortion issue from the perspective of a pro-abortion radical. Now, these guys do not frame the debate with regard to whether or not that fetus is a child and needs to be protected. They completely disregard that, right? They are already working from the assumption that a fetus has no value. And if you work from that assumption, yeah, of course, why wouldn't you be legally allowed to destroy the fetus? They completely disregard the argument that that child might have value, that that fetus might have the same intrinsic value as a human being, that it might have a soul. They just disregard that. So their main argument is simply that Pro-life conservatives are evil. That's, <laughs> that is the basis for their entire argument. I'm not joking. So the first thing that we have to do before we actually get into the debate about the fetus and the debate about whether abortion should be legal is we have to establish the intent, the motivation of pro-life conservatives. So now here's basically the argument that leftists make. Let's just make the argument that the fetus has no value. We assume that. And so why would you want to stop a woman from destroying a fetus that's just a cluster of cells and doesn't have any value? Why would you want to do that? Well, the reason they say <laughs> that pro-life conservatives want to do this is because it's about controlling women. The goal was to overturn Roe v. Wade specifically to control women. They say that white men specifically, conservative pro-life white men, want to control women's bodies. Well, whenever I've heard this argument, I always say the same thing. I turn to the person, I look them straight in the eye, and they say, listen, I am pro-life. 
And I'm here to tell you right now, I have no interest in controlling your body. <laughs> now, I would say that to some degree, every law controls people, people's bodies. I mean, if you say murder is illegal, well, what do you mean that I can't pull this trigger finger and blow that guy's brains out? You're controlling my body. It's a stupid argument, controlling the body. That doesn't, it, it doesn't actually make any sense. Nobody has a motivation to control your body. We're stopping your body from doing something that's going to kill somebody else. That's the that's the limit, that's the entirety of the control that we want over your body, stopping you from murdering somebody. That's it. And so what you got to do here is you got to convince the person you're debating, I have no intention of controlling anyone's body. My only motivation is to save the life of the child. Now, you may not agree with me that that fetus is a child, but that's what I believe. And if you can convince them of that, only then can you get to the next step in this debate. And you may say, well, that's impossible. They'll never accept that. But I've had debates with very hardcore leftists, and I've gotten them to accept that conservatives like myself, pro-life people like myself, actually want to protect the child. Because it's a very difficult argument for them to oppose. I mean, how can they know what you believe better than you? So now you've established that pro-life conservatives are not monsters, and it's time to move on to the main event. So what is the bulletproof argument that will win any abortion debate? That in one moment. First, I have to sell you something. Over the years, you've probably tried different investments in stocks and mutual funds. You know they can be up and down all over the place. But with inflation running at 8.5%, its highest rate in 40 years, do you really need that kind of uncertainty? Being able to sleep at night knowing your investments aren't about to crash? Well, that is worth its weight in gold. And speaking of gold, if you've been jumping from one investment to the next, the gold IRA with Noble Gold is Perfect. With gold, you shield your gains from taxes. You keep the real value of your wealth. You own a global asset, something tangible, and you protect your wealth against economic crashes. What is not to like? And this month, for every cash deal above 20K, you'll get an incredible three-ounce silver American virtue coin completely free as a thank you. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold. Call 877-646-5347 right now to find out more or visit noblegoldinvestments.com. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. All right, so here is the ironclad, bulletproof argument that you can take to your 4th of July party and create an awkward silence when you stump the radical feminine there who don't know how to respond to you. At the end of the day, the abortion debate boils down to one question. Does the fetus have value? Now, we all accept that basic human life has value. In fact, most people would say that human life is the most valuable thing in the universe. And yet, we do not value the fetus at all. Naturally, a lot of us recognize this and we say, hold on, maybe the progenitor of a living human child also has value. It turns into a living human child, so maybe we shouldn't just be cutting it up and tossing it into the trash. Now, obviously, Christians believe that human beings have a soul, and most Christians believe that the soul lives in the body, not just after a child is born, but also when it is a fetus. But atheists don't believe in the soul, so that kind of language isn't going to be compelling to them. So what I like to say is intrinsic value. We can't kill other people because we believe that all humans have intrinsic value. And so the question boils down to whether or not the fetus has the same intrinsic value as a human child, or even just enough to deter us from killing it arbitrarily. Now, this is a very difficult question to answer in a demonstrable way. How do you demonstrate that a fetus has value? But then again, demonstrating that a living person has value is also extremely difficult. And this is because there's no way to measure intrinsic value. You can measure utilitarian value, 
but not intrinsic value. There's no instrument by which we can determine intrinsic value. And that is why this subject is so hotly debated. And so here is where the abortion argument loses. With something as valuable as human life, one should reasonably err on the side of caution. Human life has the most intrinsic value of anything in the universe. And so this thing that turns into a human should also be assumed to have some level of intrinsic value and therefore should not be able to be discarded simply for the sake of convenience. It's best I've found to illustrate this with the example of a cardboard box and a kitten. Imagine I bring you an empty cardboard box and I give you a baseball bat and I say for $100, would you smash this box? Just obliterate it, beat it to a pulp. Well, of course, you'd say, yes, it's a cardboard box. It has no value. But if, just before you swung the bat, I stopped you, and I said, wait, before you smash that to bits, I need to tell you, there may or may not be a kitten in that box. Now, would you smash the box then? Of course not. Nobody's going to risk murdering a baby kitten for $100. I mean, somebody might, but... They're called sociopaths. In this analogy, the cardboard box represents the fetus, and the kitten represents the intrinsic value, what a Christian would call the soul. But pro-abortion activists try not to think about the kitten because they don't want to believe that they're killing anything. They just think about the box, and they pretend that they know that there's no kitten in there. But they don't know that. They're assuming. And that is sociopathic. If you assume that the fetus has anything less than the value of a human life, you are risking murder by killing it. A fetus should be treated as precious, something of the greatest value. The argument can be put as simple as this. Does the fetus have the same intrinsic value as a human child? We don't know. And because we don't know, we can't kill it. I once dated a girl who was pro-abortion. Her parents were Democrats, and she was a pretty naive person generally. And when I found out that she was pro-abortion, I debated her on this issue using the example of the kitten in the box. Of course, she tried to argue against me, but naturally, she could not deny my logic. So finally, she got so frustrated that she just shouted out, Look, we all know it's a baby. We just don't care. And that's their secret. They know that they're killing their children. And this, I think, is why they get so emotional about this issue, why they're so passionate. This is one of those rare subjects in which the truth is obvious to both sides. And yet, one side will still argue against the truth, even though they know what the truth is. There are just some people who selfishly want the legal right to murder children. And why? Simply because it's convenient. And so, knowing that they don't have a good argument, they'll kick and scream and lash out in order to get that right. I also think that there's a level of guilt that they're always fighting to stay buried. If they scream loud enough, maybe they won't hear the whisper of their conscience telling them that what they're doing is wrong. Now, there are many pro-abortion activists who, after you stump them with this logic, will still dismiss your argument. They'll just repeat over and over again, it's not a child, it's not a child, it's not a child, acting like children themselves with their fingers in their ears. And so that is when you ask this. Are you a racist? Because the facilitation of abortion in America disproportionately affects black Americans, one of the groups that leftists most strongly pretend to want to help. 40% of abortions in America are of black children, and yet black Americans only make up about 12% of the population. And this is not just a matter of socioeconomic status or cultural differences. This is intentional. Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, was a eugenicist. She believed that all of the undesirable elements in society should not be allowed to reproduce. 
and that included black Americans. According to the Life Issue Institute, 86% of Planned Parenthood's abortion facilities are located in black and Latino neighborhoods. And so I guess abortion is a good thing if you hate black people. I'm going to leave you with one bonus point just in case a leftist brings it up. There's an argument that the left often uses that abortion saves lives. What is their reasoning? Well, it's twofold. One, back alley abortions. If abortion is illegal, then a black market can crop up in which shady characters who use unsterilized instruments perform abortions. They argue that these illegal abortions endanger the life of the mother. Also, they claim that some girls will try to abort the child themselves, usually with coat hangers. Now, how often this coat hanger thing actually occurred before Roe versus Wade is debatable. But nevertheless, I find this argument somewhat compelling. But it's not super compelling. The embarrassment of carrying a child to term isn't great, I imagine. But I think it's a lot less harmful than killing an unborn child. In any case, the back alley argument is irrelevant. Because this new Supreme Court decision did not make abortion illegal. It simply made it a state-by-state issue. So if a woman really wants to have an abortion so badly that she's going to try to do it herself... Well, then she'll probably also make the effort to travel to a state in which abortion is legal. And that is most of the states. It's not like the 1800s when travel was difficult and dangerous. You can jump in a car and comfortably be in a new state within a few hours. And you know, if Joe Biden really wants to do something to help women who want to get abortions, maybe he should make an effort to lower gas prices. The other reason that pro-abortion advocates say that abortion saves lives is that they claim that if a girl can't get an abortion, she might kill herself. And yeah, that's true. It's possible that some girls who are particularly vulnerable, perhaps suffering from extreme pressure or anxiety or mental illness, maybe they'll do that. But you've got to weigh that against the likelihood that they're going to end their lives because of the abortion. And yes, that is a thing. You never hear about it because pro-abortion radicals have no interest in broadcasting those statistics. But here they are. Two studies out of Finland showed that women who have abortions are seven times more likely to commit suicide than women who give birth. According to the researcher David C. Reardon, 60% of women who have had an abortion experience suicidal feelings. And of the women that he interviewed, 28% had attempted suicide. That's almost one-third. And among teenagers, it's even worse. Teenage girls who have abortion are 10 times more likely to attempt suicide than girls who've not had an abortion. So, for all these protesters who say abortion saves lives, no. Abortion always kills the child, and sometimes it kills the mother too. Well, that's it for me, and remember, it's not that our liberal friends are ignorant, it's just that they know so much that is not so. Good night. What single issue could say more about a society's values than the degree of respect shown for human life at its most vulnerable, human life still unborn? 